the Cavalcade of America. America. America means skyscrapers and haylofts, the crack of a pioneer's flintlock, and the sound of the riveter's machine, the outline of a church steeple against the midnight sky. America is your story. America is you and everyone you know. Starring Everett Sloan in I Guess It's Here to Stay. You remember the wind and the six and the Stanley steamer, the knot? Did you yearn for a set bear cap? Or were you a timid soul who preferred a, a Baker Electric? You ever hear of a Grabowski, a Gasmobile, or a Zip? Well, those were the names of automobiles many years ago. Bring back memories? I guess it's here to stay. Starring Everett Sloan as Sam Bissell on the Cavalcade of America. Come on in, Doc, and sit down. You've got a little time yet before the parade starts. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Don't mind if I do. Well, it's a big day for old has-beens like you and me, Sam. <laughs> Fifty years since the first automobile appeared on the streets of Detroit. Yep. I understand old Charlie King's going to lead the parade up Woodward Avenue. Uh, the kids are like that. Those early models ought to give them a big kick. <laughs> By the way, where are they? Oh, my grandchildren? Hmm. Well, they're getting ready, I suppose. They've been making plenty of rumpus all morning. Yeah, kids never change. I remember I never could fall asleep the night before a parade. Oh, uh, <clears throat> Doc, there's something i got to tell you. Hmm? My rheumatism has got me bad this morning. Legs all stiffened up. Uh, would you mind very much if you took the kids over to the grandstand without me? Well, we sort of planned it that the four of us would go together. Us two old coots and the two kids. They'll be disappointed. You're their grandfather, not me. Oh, Doc, they won't even know I'm not there. The minute that first band comes down the street, they'll start jumping up and down, and their eyes will bug out. And... <laughs> oh, here they are now. Hello, youngsters. Hello, Gramps. Hi, Hi Uncle Doc. Morning, Uncle Doc. Uh, morning, Harry. Morning, Susie. Your grandpa's been telling me how excited you both are about the parade. <laughs> So you didn't sleep a week last night, huh? <laughs> What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? Come on, speak up. No, Gramp. We're all right. And it's only the only that we don't want to go to the parade. What's that? You don't want to yeah, go we've to We've got the... other things to do, Gramp. And, and Susie and I thought, if you didn't we mind, it, it was really you and Uncle Doc who wanted to see it anyhow. No, if it was a rocket ship or an atom bomb. Yeah. Besides, I want to get to the ball game, and, and Susie's going to the movies. Well, I'd be... What do you say to that, Doc? Well, bless me, soul. After all, Gramp, we ain't interested in any old automobiles. We see a million of them every day. <laughs> old automobiles, huh? Would it interest you to know, young man, that if it weren't for the old automobile, you wouldn't be here today? That you'd never even have seen the light of day? Me? Certainly you. And you too, Susie. Huh? 
The old Doc Barry here knows that story. Don't you, Doc? I certainly do. And it's all tied up with the automobile. You know, your grand's been interested in cars since, oh, way back when they were known as gasoline buggies. Matter of fact, it was your grandpa sitting right there in that chair who rode along in the first horseless carriage ever seen in the city of Detroit. You'd tell him about that, Sam. Go on, Grandpa. I got a little time before the ball game. Well, if you're quite sure, it wouldn't be boring to you two sophisticated young people. Oh, no, Grand. Tell us. Well, it was about 11 o'clock at night on the 6th of March in the year 1896 that Mr. Charles B. King came riding down Woodward Avenue in his horseless carriage. People kept crowding around it so the thing could hardly move. I pushed my way through the crowd and tried to speak to Mr. King. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got it, Mr. Roger. All right, come here. I, I got it home. Yeah. 
The only one I could say is the runabout with the curved dashboard. Here, Ma, you all right. Yeah, sure. Well, come on, let's push this over here away from the crowd. All right. Hey, reporter, give us a hand with this automobile. Your thing, Mr. Olsen. All right. Come on, now. Come on, boy. Ain't that just my luck, Mr. Olsen? Pick out the one of your cheapest automobile we make? Well, that's all right. Don't worry about that. But we'll be out of business. We haven't any models. We've got one, Jim. You take it. From now on, we'll concentrate on just that one. The runabout. But you can't stay in business making just that little run. Maybe we can, Jim. Maybe if we go into a kind of mass production of this little one and sell three times as many as we did of the big ones, maybe we'll come out all right. Anyhow, I, I like the idea. Mass production. It sounds American. Well, maybe, but who's going to buy them? Americans. Lots of Americans. That's what I like about the idea. The automobile was invented for everybody. Yes, sure, but... Now, look, Jim. In Europe, when they manufacture certain things, it's always with the idea that only dukes and earls will be able to afford them. That keeps production down and prices up. Well, over here, we don't work that way. In this country, any man can get what he wants if he works on it hard enough. And as I look into the future... I see that what the average American is going to want is an automobile, and I'm going to give it to him. The Oldsmobile runabout with a curved dashboard at a price he can meet, $650. Production figures, Oldsmobile runabout, price $650, $1,901, $400. 1,901, 4,500 units, 1,904, 5,000 units. Well, children, I bought me my first car then, an Oldsmobile. Later on, I had a Haynes and then an Apperson. And uh, one year when things went real well, I bought a Packard. Yes. <laughs> that was the one your grandma always favored. What are you laughing at, Grandpa? Oh, I was, I was just thinking of your grandma's outfit when I took her out for her first drive. I remember we were getting ready to pay a social call on old Doc Barry here. He was standing in front of the big cheval glass adjusting himself. <laughs> It's fine, dear. Are you ready? Well, just a minute, dear, while I tie my veil. I... Oh, dear. How many times did they wind it around the hat, Sam? Once or twice? Oh, how do I know? Come on, will you, Rhoda? Oh, but I can't. I'm not ready yet. Why, I'm positively indecent. Rhoda, you've got more clothes on right now on the 4th of July than you wear in the middle of the winter. Sam Bissell, how can you say such a thing when I haven't even... Oh, dear, where's my dust coat? Here, uh, give me a hand with this, Sam. And don't go tickling me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a nice coat. Aren't you afraid you'll get it dirty? Silly, that goes over the dress. The dust coat goes over that. Oh, for the love of Mike. Oh, now, let's see. Have I, have I got everything? Um, veil, dust coat, long gloves, lap robe, goggles. Well, I guess that's all. Thank goodness. Let's go. It'll be dark before... Oh, my goodness gracious. Now what's the matter? I almost forgot my lotion. Lotion? Rhoda, what kind of crazy thing is it? Oh, no, Sam Bissell. You're not going to make an old hag out of me before my time. Just read what it says on this bottle. Vapor of Shalimar. For the removal of automobile wrinkles caused by the searching concentration on the road ahead. 
to be followed on arrival home by a fearless application of soap and warm water. Guaranteed to preserve the skin from sunburn and that ungentlewomanly outdoor look. Well, I'll be... It's here to stay, starring Everett Sloan as Sam Bissell on the Cavalcade of America. Cavalcade of America showcased Broadway and Hollywood's finest talents portraying incidents in American history. Back to Everett Sloan, heading tonight's cast shortly. The Cavalcade of America, which, by the way, employed a panel of historic advisors to authenticate the accuracy of the facts presented. Yeah. No, there were still quite a few holdouts for one reason or another. 
Old Doc Barry was one of them, I remember. I, uh, <clears throat> I think he does, too. No need to go hitting about it, Sam. You can come right out and say it. I was against the automobile. I was the last man in town, I guess, to see the light. You're going to tell it now, Gramps? How the automobile saved my life? Yes, yes, Ollie. I'm telling you right now. Well, the whole chain of events started in Doc's office one afternoon. It was about uh, 1914. I remember sitting there listening to him rave against the audience. No, Sam, if human beings were intended to go 30 miles an hour, they'd have wheels attached to them instead of legs. Now, wait a minute, Doc. Besides that dad tangle things ain't reliable. They're always breaking down and making you the laughing stock of the neighborhood. Get a horse! Get a horse! Ever own one, Doc? Nope. Ever ride in one? No. Well, that's fine. That's what I call an open mind. It's old Mossbacks like you that held back Pastor and Edison and... And yes, by golly, even Christopher Columbus. Why, you ornery coot, get out of here. You and your automobiles, get out of here before I... Oh, all right, all right, I'm coming. Hello. Yes, this is Dr. Barry. Who? Sam Bissell. Well, what do you mean waking me up in the middle? What's that? Oh, a bad cut in her leg, huh? Lose much blood? Well, why didn't you call me sooner, you lunatic? What? Certainly I'll come out. Abner, wake up. Pick up old Nancy, emergency case. Come on, Nancy, hurry it up, old girl. Why in heck do people have to come all the way out here in the woods to live? Why can't they stay in Detroit for the summer? I do. Get along there. Have get along. I know, Nancy, old girl, you're tired. But there's a little girl maybe bleeding to death where we're going. She needs it. Now get along. <laughs> Looks like you finally made it, Nancy. Is that you, Doc? Well, who'd you think it was, Annette Kellerman? How is she? Oh, she's still bleeding. I tried to apply a tourniquet, but it didn't hold. Well, of course it wouldn't. If you spent more time learning how to take care of your family and less with your nose inside an automobile engine, how'd it happen? Well, she fell out of the apple tree while I was washing the dishes after supper. So Rhoda's got you washing dishes now, huh? <laughs> Leave it to her wife to know her husband's limitations. Jeannie's oh, in here. Oh. Hello, Jeannie. Why are you growing? How old are you now? Five years old. And my neck is bleeding. Daddy's scolded me. Sure, all he can do, pick on defenseless children. Now turn over on your side. Mm-hmm. This tourniquet's all right. Needs to be tightened a little. There we are. That'll hold until we get into a hospital. Hospital? Oh, certainly not, baby. All you need is a few stitches and shows how much you know about it. Deep laceration. Probably ruptured blood vessel. Lost too much blood. I'm afraid she's got to have a transfusion. Transfusion? What's that? A blood transfusion from one person to another. Something new in medicine. Not every hospital carries the equipment, though. But by golly, I've got to take a chance. How far is the nearest hospital in this godforsaken neck of the woods? Oh, about seven miles. Seven miles. I don't think old Nancy will stand for another seven. You got a horse and buggy? 
Well, no, I don't have one. You don't? Well, how am I going to get this child to the hospital? Well, I have an automobile in the barn. No. No, and no. I wouldn't ride in one of those things if you did. Yes, dear. The blood transfusion. Oh, I'm sorry, doctor. We have no serotonin and no donor. This is a small hospital, and we're not equipped. Where's your another hospital? Oh, there's a sanitarium 12 miles down the road, but you can't make it tonight, not with horse and buggy. <laughs> That's what you think. Start her up again, Sam. Doctor, I, I have a child outside. She needs a transfusion. I'm sorry, doctor, but this is a private sanitarium. We don't have that equipment. Oh, fair incarnation is the nearest hospital that has hospital equipment. Sixteen miles from the other side of the lake. Seems to me I heard they had transfusion equipment there. But you'll never get there tonight with a horse and buggy. Well, who in Thunderation said anything about a horse and buggy? I'm a modern doctor, I am. I've got an automobile. <laughs> Why, that's old Charlie King, the man I told you about. The one that throws a 
why, certainly I'm going to speak to him. I'm going right up to him and ask him the same question I asked him last year and would have you 50 years ago. Mr. King, I'm going to say, 